And then I've got a bunch of, I've got a fair few pairs, so maybe five pairs of shorts. Are they yours or are they your mum's? <laughs> <laughs> We're out! Stop talking, Dion! Run! Run! <laughs> Yes, but they're not dirty, mate. Missing the point! Missing what? the point! Hello and welcome to Patchwork, a podcast where each week we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. We'll perform live sketches, play some games and have a bit of a chat. We have a full ball of yarn, but we don't quite know what we're sewing. So, welcome to Patchwork. I am Dion and with me is Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Uh, Now, Dion, before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know... I found out something quite interesting this week. So for those who don't know, um, I do all the editing of the podcast. Christian composes all the music and everything like that. Dion is Dion. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do all the editing and I've just realized um, after doing, you know, seven or eight episodes now, I can easily identify all of our individual laughs purely based on the waveform. Are they that different? They're really, and they're this very similar the whole time. So Dion has one that often it'll be like an air, it goes like, <laughs> what? So it's like this puff of air and then it starts small, gets big and then, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it starts big, gets small. It's quite a messy waveform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mine's there quite. Was, that was yeah. it. <laughs> And my, and my waveform is quite wide. <laughs> so yours. So Christian's tends to, his waveform um, starts small, gets big in the middle and then goes smaller again. Um, mine tends to start very loud and then get softer and softer. And Dion's is like the opposite of that. So he'll, he'll start off quite soft and then build to quite a loud, heavy laugh. And it's really similar all the time. Is this something we can post on Facebook and on Instagram and, and get people to guess <laughs> whose yeah. laugh is who? Let's yeah. do that. We'll post that in a couple of days' time. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Now, Christian, last patch, you mentioned how good I was at getting stuff free. And I gave you the short version of a story, but I'd actually like to give you the full version now. So a few months ago, I was at a restaurant with my girlfriend and it was a pasta place and we ordered some pasta and we ordered a drink. And the drink that I had was an Emma and Tom's Rooibos. How do you pronounce that Rooibos. Rooibos. Yep. It was a Rooibos drink. I tasted so it. Is, is rooibos the flavour? Rooibos is the flavour. Oh, what is rooibos? Rooibos is a it's type a tea. of tea leaf yeah. and it's described as quite leathery and smoky. <laughs> right. Well, it, It's a South African tea leaf. Well, Thank give, you so much. Well, given that, I chose to try it because it sounded like an interesting flavour and I tried it and it tasted terrible. And so I was trying to work out at the time, was this the flavour, the actual flavour of the tea leaf or was it... Off, so <laughs> so so I went up to the guy who was working at this pasta place, and you said, "Excuse me, I think my Roy boss is off." <laughs> <laughs> and so I went up to the guy and I said to him, um, "I don't think this drink is right. Do you mind if I swap it?" And he was like, "Oh, okay. Can I uh, can I smell it?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it smells fine." And he said, "Oh, can I taste it?" So he tasted it and he thought it tasted really bad. So he gave me another one and it tasted the same. <laughs> anyway, what I decided to do was I paid $4.50 for this juice. I thought, I'm going to contact the company and I'm going to see what they say. So I went onto Facebook and I typed in Emma and Tom's and I sent them a message. And the, and the message was this. The message was, hi team, I had this drink yesterday and I was very disappointed. It tasted very ordinary. <laughs> and that's all I wrote. <laughs> that was it. And they wrote back... 
Hi, Dion. I'm sorry you were disappointed with your robust tea. I'm yet to try it. We are Emma and Tom, but we're the jewellery-making type. <laughs> not, not the juice guys. Might want to jump over to their page and resend your comments their way. Have a good one. E&T. Anyway, so, so, so then I found Emma and Tom's, like the real the ju- page. The juicer. And so, yeah, the juicer. This is what he's good the at. The juicer. And I wrote to them, I was having dinner on Sunday night and I ordered one of your Emma and Tom's robust brewed teas. I had one sip and thought it tasted really ordinary. I then gave my girlfriend a taste and she agreed with me. I then told the manager at the restaurant that the drink flavor tasted terrible and he tried some and thought the same. Have you guys had any feedback about this flavor? I drink Emma and Tom's juices all the time, but this was a really disappointing experience. Anyway, they got back to me. Emma or Tom? Uh, well, they said, that's odd. Give me a call on number, comma, Tom. Oh, wow. So I gave Tom a call and Tom was really good about it. He was like, mate, I don't know what happened. It's got a little bit of an unfamiliar taste. I'm not sure what would have happened. It's got a history of successful businesses. MySpace for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he said, look, write to one of our people and say, look, hey there, um, you know, I've had this experience. And the girl replied and said, Hi, Dion, I've put together a pack for you containing a lot of uh, Emma and Tom's merchandise. So, ultimately, there was nothing wrong with the flavour of the juice. What was wrong was your palate. Yeah, but... No, I don't think... No, they've pulled an Everyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just made a shit flavour. Yeah, that's true. Rooibos is the wrong flavour to make. Because how are you marketing that? I don't think you want this word when you're making a drink. Leathery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you described it like that, I was like, oh, yeah, it did taste like that. It was awful. Start your morning with a lovely leathery juice. <laughs> Freshly squeezed leather. <laughs> I work at a tannery. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, long story of the story was I got this pack of stuff. It was like all these muesli bars, fruit bars, fruit juices. All rooibos flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Packed, packed with Roy Boss. Um, Delivered by a guy called Roy, who is the boss. <laughs> um, and anyway, so I, um, I, got this, I got this package in the mail and I was really happy about it. But last week, Christian mentioned that I was particularly good at obtaining goods from companies. And I realized that this is something I am good at. So I want to lay down a challenge to you guys. And I want to see by next patch if you guys can obtain something free. It has to be ethically sourced. But you're, yeah, because you're, you didn't, tr- you weren't setting out to get something free. You were like, this was a bad experience. I want uh, to let the company know. Or Sorry, just to correct you. Yes, I was. My full <laughs> intention was to get free stuff. And it was, yeah, it was great. I got all these great fruit bars and everything. I'm going to take up your challenge, yep. Dion. I am going to email Hush Puppies and yep. see if I can get. Well, Hush Puppies, the, the shoe brand. The shoe brand. Um, because I did choose comfort over style. Really good. Uh, I'm going to try to obtain a new pair of shoelaces. Okay. So, well, I guess I'll let... So, you, had, you have grievance with the laces. Oh, big grievances. I can post, <laughs> I can post the photo on our social media if yes. you like. That'd be great. That's two social media posts for this patch already. <laughs> We're looking to get to 10. Surely, this can be a thing we do patch to patch. We can call it the Roibus Challenge. <laughs> So, Christian, I'm really looking forward to hearing your response next week. I'm looking forward to giving it to you. (laughs) Josh, are you looking forward to listening to it? Can't wait.
Now it's time for a casual quest where Dion and Christian will be partaking in a Dungeons and Dragons style choose your own adventure. And this week, the casual quest for you, Dion, and you, Christian, is to make your way. You've just had a big day of shopping. You're at the mall. You're on your way out. And there's a volunteer with a clipboard and he's blocking your way. So your task today is to get past him and get out of the mall without him seeing you. What are you going to do? Dion. So I think what I would do is I would uh, feign eye contact with him and maybe look. Are there shops on my left and right? Yeah, there's shops covering either side of the, the walkway. So I'd feign contact and I'd just look at maybe some birthday cards on the side. Okay. And then sort of wander, wander over there and hope that he gets his attention grabbed by someone else. Okay, so you make your way over to the right and you quickly scan around and you realise there is no one else within 200 metres of you. So as you're sort of staring at these these birthday cards, he starts wandering over to you and you know you're done, so you turn around, head back to Christian. Didn't work. Christian. Josh, um, do I have anything in my pockets? Uh, In your pockets? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe save this for after the show, (laughs) Christian. (laughs) Um, you've got three big shopping bags. Okay. You've got one from JB Hi-Fi. Okay. That has a soda stream. Yep. Uh, you've got another shopping bag that has a pocket knife, um, some coat hangers, and Great. a perfume bottle. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the coat hanger in in the back of my t-shirt and then pull the coat hanger from the top and let myself leap over him onto the other side. Do you need me to do anything? Wait, isn't this a fantasy game? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do anything? Just watch. Okay. Enjoy so, the spectacle. Okay, so Christian, you tuck the uh, coat hanger down the back of your top. You pull it up over halfway. All you manage to do is get your jumper stuck over your head. And <laughs> ripped up. <laughs> and as you kind of clumsily stumble towards him, he sees you straight away. You back off and head back to Dion. It doesn't work either. <sighs> What are you going to try? Oh, what am I going to try? So I'm heading back away from him, but realize that's the... Or is that the only exit? Is the exit that I'm walking towards the only exit? You're on the ground level. There is also a second level exit as well. Oh, I but see. But the stairs are out of order. Oh. The stairs. The stairs are out of order. <laughs> the stairs are out of order. They're wet. They're yeah, wet they're stairs. Wet. <laughs> um, right, the stairs are out of order. Okay. Um, I choose to... Uh, f- go to the ground and start crawling um, oh. commando. Um, do I have... Am I wearing shorts or pants? Because I feel like I'll, there'll be some horrible sort of tile burn. <laughs> That's the thing. I know there's carpet burn and grass burn, but tile burn. Um, you've, you've been cycling, so you've got a cycling one-piece suit on. <laughs> well, it's good because if I'm there for a while, I've got some gels in my back. <laughs> Um, so you hit the deck and start crawling. Yeah, oh, and then I great. start crawling and I try and get under okay. his field of vision. No. Under his field of vision? Okay. <laughs> so again, he sees you quite clearly fall <laughs> to the ground <laughs> and start crawling towards him and you realise I'm done here. So you back off. Christian, what are you okay. going to try? Christian, you got to help us. Um, what I think... I think I'm going to try to distract him. I'm going to take yes. one for the team and let Dion get the car. I'm going to meet him oh. at level two. Okay. But, but we didn't take a car. Didn't we get an Uber? <laughs> I pull the soda stream from my bag. Here we go. I place the soda stream inside its holster. Yep. And I start to activate the bubbles. So, Christian, you're pumping up the soda stream. You're keeping the button pressed down. Yes. And then you get it to a point. It is veritably shaking. Yes. Okay. You put it on the ground and you slide it out. Yes. 
You slide it out over to the corner and it explodes in a shower of carbonated water. Are we out? He is completely distracted. He turns, he looks, he's going, oh my God, there's an exploded soda stream. The two of you run past and get out of the shopping yes. center. Well done. If only you could see Christian's face now. He is gripped by the <laughs> scenario that Josh just told. We're out. Stop We're talking, out. Dion. Run. Run. <laughs> As I've said in the past, I own and operate a small business and a few days a week I'll spend in a cafe just doing administrative tasks. So I kind of find that by being surrounded by other people on laptops, it'll forcibly motivate me to work a little bit harder. But what I do like to do is put my headphones in but play no music. Mm. I'm completely happy to kind of zone out to the cafe music, but I'm making sure that no one, none of the wait staff can kind of hassle me to order food. You're visually showing them, do not disturb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the do not disturb sign up. Yeah. So last week I was working and a father and his young son came and sat at the table next to me. So I was kind of sitting on the bench side of the table and that's where the father chose to sit as well. And his son, who was a, an annoying little shit, came and, and <laughs> <laughs> came and stood on the bench between us. So I kept working, but through my non-functioning headphones, I couldn't help overhearing the, the conversation between the father and the son. So the father was pointing out things happening in the room and vocalizing them to the son. Like he'd say, mm, that lady with the black top is reading a story. You see that? <laughs> Do you think that's a fun story? And that, man, son, that man over there is enjoying a rooibos yeah. juice. <laughs> yeah, but the son would respond to things like, yeah, I think it's fun. And the father would accordingly respond to that. Well, what do you think the story is about? And so forth. And again, I had no issue with this, but the father... I do. Well, yeah, but the father was letting his son kind of let his imagination run wild, which is a nice parenting technique. God, he'd be fun to go to a movie with, just explaining <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. As, it, as it unfolds. No, he explains nothing. He just asks, what do you think that means? <laughs> yeah. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> so slowly, the father and son's observations started drawing seemingly closer to my table. <laughs> a man walking past with sandals, a very brown chair, a steaming teapot. <laughs> Until the moment came. Without even attempting to whisper, because mind you, I've got my headphones in. I overheard the father say, look at the man next to us. Do you like his computer? (laughs) Yes. The child said, what's the man doing on his computer? Working, said the kid. I felt great because the kid was kind of reinforcing my whole productivity (laughs) thing. And, um, And the father asked him, what's he working on? I don't know. He's pretending to work, son. (laughs) Pretending? Yes, he's being distracted by buying a heater. (laughs) At this point in time, I was fucking stunned. I couldn't let on that I'd I'd heard these Great, he was stunned and freezing. (laughs) I've never felt so observed in my life. The father was not only watching my screen, but had been taking note of how I was using my time. The worst part about it was that he was right. I'd been incredibly distracted and was searching for cheap fan heaters on Google. But it didn't stop there. I love the way the dad just completely dogged you. (laughs) No, no, he's not working, son. He's a layabout. (laughs) So, hearing that, I thought, oh, I'm going to go back to my business software to kind of prove that I'm doing something. Just a quick alt tab. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he continued. Is he back to work now? Yes. And what do you think he does for work? He uses his computer. 
The child responded. I think he runs a storage business. See how the software is called Stormin? Yeah. So this is all happening next to me. He is watching you very intently. Very intently. So I made a very conscious decision at this point in time to immediately change tact. So I had these beads of sweat forming on my brow. I opened up my computer notes application and began typing. And sure enough, as predicted, the father began reading what I was typing to his son verbatim. Word for word, the note I was writing. But what were the contents of that note? It's the exact fucking story I'm telling you right now. Now, here's where it gets a little bit meta. If you recall earlier in this story, I said, last week I was working... And a father and his son came and sat next to me, right on the long bench. The father was reading this out aloud to his son (laughs) as I was typing. Then he continued. And then with this little bit of trepidation I could hear in his voice, he reached, I kept working, but through my non-functioning headphones, I couldn't help overhearing the conversation between the father and the son. Then he stopped. He was silent. His speech just slows down. The cogs start turning. I kept typing. And I'm sure he kept reading. He read all the way to the point that I'm currently reading out to you right now. He's probably still reading. Back in time, he's still reading. Still reading. Stop reading, father. It was after the stop reading that he stopped reading. He stood and grabbed his son. They put their jackets on and moved for the door. He turned back towards the table one last time. And for the first time, I turned lifted my head and we locked eyes. I slowly smiled. I removed my headphones and I spoke. Got any good recommendations for fan heaters? (laughs) (laughs) The experience you had is very much a similar experience to someone who's in a foreign country. And they don't know the language, so that you. Oh, sorry, you do know the language. Mm. So there's some locals speaking, talking about you in their native language, and you can hear them and understand them. Yeah, it's exact same experience as that. And it sucks because I don't know another language, but I've always wanted to be in that situation of being able to eavesdrop on another another group or another person's conversation. It would be amazing, and you can do that when you go to Italy. You can't do that either. I can. I just need to put on headphones, headphones. without yeah. anything in them. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably with the cable just dangling next to my leg. Do you do you look at other people's phones when you're on a train? Like, will you if someone's got their phone out, do you sort of glance sideways at people's phones? I'm always so interested in what... Maybe it's just my interest in technology, but I'm always so interested in what how people are using their phones and what people are doing. And I don't, I don't regard that personally as snooping. Do have you, you Christian? Seen, have you ever seen something that's concerned you? Or interested you? The only thing I've seen which didn't require any snooping was in Japan. I was on a high-speed Shinkansen and there was a guy in like a businessman in full light of the day just reading a porn magazine. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I didn't need to do anything. He was just, he had no shame. Did you try just, and cover it or anything? No, nah, just... he didn't try and cover it. <laughs> no, didn't try and cover that or yeah. the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Japan and invasions of privacy... I'm assuming that you went to an onsen yeah. while you were there. Yeah, I went to heaps of onsens. I love them. They Josh, were awesome. Do you know what an onsen is? I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Explain it for the listeners, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, an onsen is a natural hot spring uh, that occurs in uh, parts of the world that are close to the Earth's magma. An onsen is 
Isn't that what it is? So an onsen could be a hot spring. It could be a big room. But the <laughs> idea, the room. essence, the, well, I think what the Japanese like wanted. Steam bath kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. What the Japanese, the point they were trying to make is. They wanted to see each other's cocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's all be naked together. Well, it's interesting with an onsen because men and women are separated. And so all you get is my experience was a little white towel and it's hard because you got all it's hard it's probably, you got, probably big enough for you though wasn't it thank you because <laughs> you got all these Japanese well in my case you got all these Japanese men and they're all very comfortable with it with, with the whole experience yeah. but you've got this one white towel and you kind of you kind of do want to use it to cover your genitals like you, that's probably the place where you're going to use it but you kind of have to go behind your neck and then back on your <laughs> genitals and then under your arms and then back down to your genitals and you kind of don't know what to do with it I think it really exposed my Western mentality when I was there. I felt very exposed and then very quickly got over it because I was surrounded by these Japanese men and I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. And something that can easily ruin the experience is if a Westerner comes in yeah. and they just- Wearing and, board shorts. Yes. Yeah, wearing board shorts and-, and but, A bintang singlet. <laughs> but there's actually an onsen in our city, Melbourne, and you can go to it and it- not only does it cost a lot of money, I just don't think it would be the same experience. There's nothing like being sort of involved in that culture. But if you were to do it with white guys, I don't think it would be that interesting. No. It would be dull. Um, I had an experience. I used to do life-saving when I was younger, um, sort of in my teenage years. And sometimes on the weekend we're on patrol, we'd get put up into the watchtower. And we found out this great uh, system that we were told by one of the, the other guys that we, me and my friend instituted where with the binoculars, you obviously zoom in and there's a lot of, you know, beautiful women at the beach. And as a teenage boy, you're interested in seeing that kind of thing. So we, when you've got the binoculars, what you do, if you're looking at anyone, if they look up to you, instead of like instantly turning away really quickly, all you do is you start slowly scanning. Yeah, it's great. Slowly scan really and then none the wiser, none the wiser. I love the idea that, how old were you, Josh? Uh, probably like 16 or 17. And you were put in a watchtower to watch <laughs> over the majority of lives on that yeah. beach. Sorry, in your bathers as well. <laughs> and for anyone Looking who- at beautiful women. And for anyone who lacks confidence in surf lifesavers, <laughs> just know that they're all staring at the beautiful women on the beach. <laughs> well, what was interesting is anytime anything actually happened, we'd all just look to like the main guy and be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, you do all the training and stuff. You go, I'm not going to run out and save that person. Was you do it. Was there something you needed to yell? If you saw someone in trouble, was there something you needed to yell? Was there like a... Nicholas! Yeah. Nicholas! <laughs> um, you're kind of in communication with everyone. So, it's not like this split second moment. If, if I don't go into the water right now, this person's fucked. Like, right. there's the senior people around. So, there's always someone there who can take care of it properly. Um, so, there's no, no harm with that. But it was, yeah, I just remember having this clear feeling with my friend. I was like we're not going to be first port port of call. Like, I'm not going to be... If there's a senior guy here, I'm not going to jump in and do CPR and do mouth-to-mouth. Is life-saving voluntary? Yeah, so there's life-saving and lifeguards. Lifeguards work during the week and they're paid and then life-savers are on the weekends, just over summer here in Australia. So why, why aren't they just all paid? Why are they volunteers? Because what? it's a very expensive service if you didn't have volunteers. But for it's it. such an important service. Imagine if all imagine if all doctors were volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea that it's such an important job that is only required at very specific mm-hmm. points in time. So if you can get the community to band around and volunteer themselves to do the job instead of paying for it, 
you can survive that way. It's a pretty great thing. I wonder if it's just in Australia or if that operates all around the world where they just have these voluntary positions that just operate at different parts of the year. I just don't get what the incentive is for these kids and just a community. It's a healthy community. Like mm. all those places, it's about the people who live down there in those communities hanging around and helping each other out. You help me, I'll help you, mate. But I think it's more common in those sort of smaller coastal communities and, and more isolated places. But I remember one of the... We used to stay down in Fairhaven was where I used to do life-saving and one of the guys who was... I did this stuff with, he, he had a... A house down there and his dad he only has one arm so it's kind of cut off at the at the, sh- at the elbow um and so we stayed there there one weekend we we'd never met him before and we didn't know this so we sort of arrived and i had like two one at like a you know a surf bag in one hand another bag in the other hand and as we got in i'm a teenager at this point you oh, opened the no. door and i saw him and i was trying to work out which hand you would shake so i just said just hold your bags <laughs> <laughs> i just held my bags and Good night. Nice to meet you. Josh hey. gave him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Hey, are you my Uber driver? What name? Uh, it's Dion. Dion. Good name. Come in. Thank you. Nice car. Thank you. It's Very really nice car. You know, I work for 35 years just to afford this car, and last week, <laughs> I get hit by other car. Really? Was it your fault or was it the other Yes, I drive into other car. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe? Um, so what were you Can doing? Can you believe? What were you doing for the 35 years? Before car purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working for car purchase. Oh, right. So, so has tonight been pretty busy or? Yeah, it's pretty busy. <laughs> It's pretty busy. You know, I've picked up several people, dropped them off wherever they want to go. Yeah. But sometimes I miss. You Somet- miss, like you miss well, taxis? No, sometimes I miss where they need to go. Ah, so, what, so what's their response then? I hope you're looking at where you're going with me. Because I have to get to this thing by 8.30. Otherwise hey, I'm in a bit relax. of trouble. Relax. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, relax. I, yeah, yeah, I, I trust you. Like, I trust you. You look like I you know what you you're doing. I trust you too. Yeah. Where, where do you go tonight? Uh, it's a concert. It's like a it's like a classical music concert. Ooh, yeah. who are you seeing? Uh, it's um, uh, Tchaikovsky. He's a he's a oh, he's he's Russian. He's a Russian composer. You'd know him. He's one of your countrymen. I am not Russian. Oh, I thought you were Russian. I thought you. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought your accent. I thought the accent and the role that you were playing were Russian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born and raised in New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> Okay, this looks like stop. It was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it was lovely to meet you. I hope you make it back to New Zealand sometime. <laughs> yes, I visit every year. Beautiful country. Lord of the Rings. Very happy to be a part of what is happening there. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Kiss, okay, kiss. Goodbye. Now, I've got a question for you two, for you, Dion and you, Christian. Um, I have a spot in my room. Uh, that when I have pants that I've worn a couple of times, so they're not clean anymore, yep. but they're not quite dirty enough for a wash, yep. that I keep them there. Do you have a spot as well? Because I don't want to put them in the dirty wash bin and I don't want to put them back in my drawer. So I've got this spot on the ground that I always put all of my pants on. Wait a second. How many pairs of pants do you own? I don't know, like a dozen? I don't know, half a dozen? A dozen? A dozen? I, don't, I don't know. A dozen pairs of pants? How many pairs do you have? Three. Maybe what? three. 
I've got like five. You got okay. three? Wow. Three's, three's weirder than a dozen. Oh, excuse me. Wait, did you say a dozen or a baker's dozen? <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a second. So, the, I've got two things that I want to address first. Number one, black denim, dark blue denim, light blue denim. That's enough. Number two. Yeah, yeah I've got those. Yep. Plus all the colours of the rainbow, it sounds <laughs> like. No, uh, so I've got I've got those, and then I've got a few other. Like I don't wear; they're not in the regular rotation. And then I've got a bunch of I've got a fair few pairs, so maybe five pairs of shorts. Are they yours or are they your mum's? <laughs> <laughs> but but number two is how often are you washing your jeans? Yeah, jeans well, don't need to be washed ever. That's what I mean. Christian, I'm not washing them that often. Christian, I, I wish you'd answer Josh's question, his original <laughs> question. But but that's the point. I don't wash them that often, so I don't wear them and then chuck them in the dirty wash. It's like I need somebody to put them. I'm not going to put them back in my drawer with all my clean clothes. Dion, do you have a spot where you keep your pants? They're in this sort of unknown middle ground. Yep. Do you want to know where my spot is? Yes. Without fail, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I keep them on the floor. Cla- no- it's a classic spot. I am paralyzed. I have no idea what to do with clothes when you've worn them four times. What do you do? I honestly, I don't know whether you two are just stupid or, or what is going on right now, but have you both never heard of a laundry basket? Yes, but they're not dirty, mate. Missing the point. Missing what? the point. Okay, if you have a clean pair of jeans, you wear them. Where do you put them after you've taken them off at night? Back on the shelf. Oh, with the other clean stuff. What are you talking about? They don't just, the dirt doesn't jump over to the next pair. <laughs> Hang on. So, th- okay. So, but, but if something is clean and smells nice and has that fragrance, there's that newness to them when you wear them for the first time and you bring it out, they still smell fresh. My jeans don't smell fresh. So, you're saying that by placing once worn, one day worn jeans next to fresh pair of jeans, it'll sap the fresh smell out of them? Well, but two day worn, three day worn, a week worn, two weeks worn. What happens then, mate? Christian, given your obsession. How stinky are your jeans? What? Okay. When, how often do you wash your jeans? Never. What are you talking about? Ever. You never spill anything on your jeans? You were told that by a jeans specialist, weren't you? Someone said, don't wash these jeans. You don't need to. You'll ruin them. Um, You both, honestly. (laughs) Put them in the freezer. I can't wait wait to finish recording this podcast and then both of you go away and look it up. Don't wash your jeans. It ruins the jeans. Wash them that often, mate. You're having it, making out like I wash them every second day. Back in the cupboard. I can't wait. Fuck you. I can't wait to reach across the table and smell your stinky jeans because if they've never been washed that's disgusting (laughs) the one thing that does concern me and i'm not saying that i agree with you both but the one thing that concerns me about how infrequently i wash my jeans is that i wash my underpants every single day no you don't no you don't you might wear them once a day you're not washing them every day dickhead that's like the daily juice company that says that they (laughs) supply fresh juice or they squeeze fresh juice every day no that or they do that but they don't really it's all reconstituted crap what I meant was that after one wear I place them in the laundry basket yes reasonable makes sense mate so do I did you have that did you have that um, visual of Christian over the um, over the sink like washing them (laughs) manually by hand up against one of those wooden wooden washboards The the point I'm trying to make. Wearing an Elizabethan dress. (laughs) (laughs) Washing my Bond's comfy undies. (laughs) Um, The point I was trying to make is that I have so much faith in these underpants. They are a thin veil of cotton 
and I wash them every single day. Why do I think that they're protecting my jeans so well? <laughs> I'm still not comfortable with that turn of phrase, I wash my underpants every single day. It's hey, still, it doesn't make sense. What Christian was saying then, he was making out that the only reason he washes an item of clothing, i.e. his underpants, is because his cock has touched them. <laughs> because he's saying without them, his jeans would be filthy. <laughs> if he didn't wear underpants... If I didn't, if I didn't wear underpants, I'd be washing my jeans... Every single day. <laughs> I am honestly stunned you don't wash your jeans. That is stunning news. Do you wash them... When you do wash them, do you wash them inside out? Because that's what you're meant to do so they don't fade. I got, told, <laughs> I got told that by a jean specialist. The same one that told you not to wash the damn things. Do you remember back in the day before the smoking laws came in here that you could... When it, when it used to be yeah. able to smoke in pubs and clubs. Yep. And when you came home for a night out, your jeans would absolutely stink. And in my case, with my extremely long hair, your hair would absolutely oh, stink. And you'd God. lie down on your pillow and you'd roll over, hair in your face. Oh, so so oh. where did you put your hair once it had been smoked out that night? <laughs> what did you do? Did you just have to wash it? Did you wash your hair when you got home? Did you have like drunken showers? I never drunken showers. <laughs> <laughs> And that image of Josh on the uh, <laughs> cleaning his hair on a washing board, on the washing board, <laughs> playing the spoons, and just every time he grinds, he goes ah. But the other thing is that I mix all of my washing in the one load: whites, colours, jeans. Towels is probably the only thing I separate, but everything else goes straight what? in. I do not care. It'll all just get washed and it won't run. The colours will not run. I assume you do the same, Josh? Um, it's, so, it's, it's a time thing. So, if I have stuff that's been washed a few times, I can go into that thing. If it's the, a new garment, it maybe gets two or three washes by itself. I assume you don't do the same, Christian? Not at all. <laughs> what do you do? Very specific loads. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do for the longevity yeah. of your clothing. He raises a good point. But do you need longevity of clothing, considering we live in this world where you buy new clothes every 12 months and they're just... Depends on that. Christian's weight on the day, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to be wearing these clothes for years, do you? That's true. No, I separate, I separate my clothes into whites. I separate them into... Oh, sorry. I separate my silks. clothes. Into silks as well. I sep- Unmentionables. Roibos. Yeah. <laughs> I separate my clothes into uh, whites and greys, blacks and darks. Ethnic clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to wash all the oil out of them. <laughs> um, and coloureds and then towels. But my biggest concern is how to treat stains. <laughs> I honestly, I'm so conflicted. When I keep you up at night. Yeah. What sort of of stains are you concerned with, Christian? (laughs) What sort of stains? I'm concerned. Okay, so any moment I might spill a sauce or an oil on me. There is spilling sauces and oils on themselves on a regular and a regular interval. Any time that I spill a sauce or an oil on myself, my immediate impulse is: you should be doing more about this right now. (laughs) You should be reacting with greater haste. You're not doing enough. (laughs) You know what's funny? So on that, one of my friends, um, she spilt this whole bottle of wine. And it was really funny because I found out that back because she put it up on Facebook and took a photo of like winning at life or whatever it was, like huge bottle of wine and smashed. And her first reaction wasn't, oh shit, I broke a whole bottle of wine. I better clean it up. I was like, yeah. better get a photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like red wine, I spilt some red wine a couple of weeks ago and I spilt it on carpet 
and it was gone. Like we just put a bit of salt on it. It was gone. I feel like it's red wine or carpet differed in ingredients. <laughs> yeah. So what are you? Didn't that used to be impossible to get red wine? It was like the... that red wine. Yeah. It's fucked. Pro it's heart. Fucked. Pro heart loved a bit of red wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mister Heart. <laughs> <laughs> What are you grabbing for immediately as soon as a stain occurs? Dion, you're grabbing salt? No, I'm grabbing the person's neck because it's so frustrating. But yes, I will go for salt. That will be my first. Josh, what are you grabbing for? I'd go to the sink, I reckon. Just a bit of old uh, tap water for me. Maybe a Voss. (laughs) But but that wouldn't work, Josh, would it? Depends what it is. But normally, yeah, just just water and a bit of soap. That's what I... I, Unless it's a very specific thing. If it's smell, I think you bicarb soda stuff. What do you got, Christian? I, I have nothing. I normally go grab... Well, I try to look for bicarb, soda water, salt... And I'll just pour them all on. Pepper. And you make a drink and you drink (laughs) it. Bit of garlic and sprinkle with some oregano. (laughs) Delicious. Delicious. Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Every time Arnott's brings back an original flavoured shape. Really, 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 really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you send out a calendar invite and everyone accepts it in good time. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. good. You know what's really good? When a cafe remembers your coffee order and makes you feel like the only girl in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? The amount of store knowledge that Bunnings Warehouse employees have. <laughs> really good. Really, really good. useful. Really, really good. good. <laughs> oh. You know what's really good? When your partner gives you generously long massages. <laughs> really, really, really good. good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When the plane cabin doors close and the seat next to you is still empty. Really good. Really, really good. Really good. good. And we love hearing your really good, so make sure you get in touch on Facebook and send us your really goods. And this week, do you know what Caitlin Hammond thinks is really good? When you're waiting for a train on a busy platform and as the train arrives, the doors open right in front of you. (laughs) Really Really good. Really good. Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you could please leave a review on iTunes, it'll help us climb up the charts. Um, Josh, I would like to know, what did you sew into the quilt this week? Uh, My patch was a exploding soda stream bottle (laughs) gushing with water. It's a beautiful patch, Josh. (laughs) What did you sew into your patch this week, Christian? Uh, I am sewing into my patch for this week a young boy and his (laughs) nosy father. (laughs) Dion, what are you sewing into your patch for this week? Um, I've chosen to sew in some rooibos tea leaves into my patch with the faint face of Tom from Emma and Tom's Juicery. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for this week. I have been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Are you my Uber driver? Yeah, what's your name? Give me uh, your name. Uh, it's Dion. <laughs> That's a nice name. Get in. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Jeez, it's so cold well, outside. You're a very good-looking boy. You know, when I was younger, I was just as good-looking as you, if not a little bit better. <laughs> Let's start again. I'm Russian now. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I'm no, Russian. Let me be a Russian boy. <laughs> I'll be Russian instead. Okay.